Of you joining us now, we got Fargo City Commissioner Tony Garrig. You may remember a few weeks ago they were questioning the emergency powers of Mayor Mahoney here in Fargo. So, first off, Commissioner Garrig, welcome to the show. It's great to have you back. You bet. Thanks. So, I'm going to play a clip for our audience um, where you guys were talking about these emergency powers, and I believe it was you and Commissioner Pepcorn that said, "Hey, look, we've got to start to uh, limit or eliminate these emergency powers." He's had them for far too long, and Mayor Mahoney asked a question, "But hey, look, if we get rid of these emergency powers," Will that cost the city money? I want to share with our audience what he had to say just a few weeks ago. The commission is asked to make a decision on an emergency declaration, mm -hmm. and the problem is, is that we are refunded or funded a certain amount. It's not a little amount of money. There's a fair amount of money that comes into the city because of the emergency declaration. So this does put some strain on our own economics. Well, so I just want that part. So, Commissioner, um, that, that perked my thoughts. I was like, wait a second, is that true? So I ended up emailing the city. Um, you actually reached out to Bruce Grubb. He's the city administrator. I want to share with the audience. He just sent you a memorandum, I believe, what, yesterday? Yeah. And I've got it highlighted here, which is important. You just heard Mayor Mahoney say, hey, we need the emergency declaration in order to get funding. Bruce Grubb says, in the case of COVID-19 funding, a city of Fargo emergency declaration was not required to receive federal or state funding in the form of grants or future reimbursements. Since the initial COVID-19 emergency declaration was made at a federal level, a local emergency was not required for funding. What say you, Commissioner Gary? Well, it's clear, uh, you know, at the meeting, uh, the defense to maintain these emergency powers was basically one major point. And that's if we forego, if we if we take away the emergency declaration, we'll, we'll miss out on basically $55 million, part of which we've received, part of which we will receive in the future. So that was my question back to Bruce. It was exactly that. And I, I was less than surprised to find out that of the $55 million that we are received or have received, about 16,000, less than a rounding error, is what we received and might not have received if we didn't have a local declaration of an emergency. And there's a lot of reasons why we shouldn't be under a state of emergency. We're not in a flood situation. We don't have to make decisions in a heartbeat. We do things like make declarations on a, on a Friday. The declaration changes two or three times, and then on a Monday, it gets passed by the mayor and the mayor alone without input from the city commission. Um, you know, that, that Monday that I'm talking about was a city commission meeting day. We could have voted on that and then been on the record. So we're foregoing regular democracy. We're foregoing our regular way of doing government because we're in this emergency state. And basically the, the commissions are disenfranchised. We don't, we aren't having debates and discussions. We're not being asked our opinion. We're basically bystanders. And that's not what I was elected to do. And I want to get back to regular order. I want to get back to, to having these discussions, having these debates, and be putting my name on the record saying I either agreed or disagreed with this certain thing. Last thing I'll say is no one is saying this is not a health emergency. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what anyone is saying. What I'm saying is handling COVID is different than handling a flood. And in a flood emergency, the mayor gets some pretty, pretty big powers uh, to basically create law on his own um, for a short period of time, usually around two weeks or 10 days, something like that. The mayor has now ha held this authority in Fargo since March. For months and months and months, he's been the king. And that's not what, that's not a good way to government. That's not the way Americans want to do government. And we need to take back our power as commissioners. And this idea of money being the, you know, what's standing in our way is simply not true. So where do you go from here then now to rescind his emergency powers? On Monday's meeting, it's on the agenda to do just that. So help us understand what that means. I mean, should people start calling commissioners right now and tell them how they want them to, want them to vote or what, what can we Absolutely. be doing? Yep, just like, any, just like any issue, 
come to the meeting. Uh, we have a 30 minute uh, time frame before the meeting. You can either call in virtually, uh, Zoom, just like this, or you can come in person and speak to us and tell us what you think about these issues. And this, this will be a fantastic time to come and talk to us and say, look, I want my government back. I want regular order. I don't want, and I don't like that we have one person running the city. And that's not the responsibility of the mayor to do that. Um, so definitely come and talk to us. But this will be on the agenda on Monday. It just takes a uh, it takes a, a, a majority vote to take these powers back. But my question to you is for the people watching, because I'm sure you saw what happened with uh, North Dakota Attorney Wayne, Attorney General Wayne Stenjami. Was it going to be part of the Texas lawsuit? Yeah. Put his contact information up yesterday. Boom, he's in it. So, I mean, can we put up the contact information for different commissioners? Mayor Mahoney asked them to reach out. And and hopefully that'll help get people to say yay or nay one way or the other. Is it? If we get a hard phone call before a Monday, that's going to send a message for sure. So uh, also on the uh, Jennifer Monday, you know, we're trying. I'm trying to get rid of property taxes for bars and restaurants for the next year to help them get through. We're trying to uh, eliminate liquor uh, uh, license renewal fees, and I'd also like to to eliminate utilities for these bars and restaurants as well. If we're going to stop them from doing business and make them close at 10 o'clock and only have 50% capacity. Maybe we're going to do a worse thing in the future. I don't know. I hope not. Uh, but we're going to end up with no bars and restaurants in the city of Fargo, and that's not good. That affects jobs. That affects people, real people. The economy is people. We need to protect their, those jobs. Fargo City Commissioner Attorney Garrett, always thank you for the insight. Thanks for asking the questions that many people uh, are thinking about, but maybe don't have the time to do, and getting us some clarity. We appreciate it. And stick around. we got a lot more coming up here on Point of View what's coming up on Friday night and much, much more. And as always, you can share your point of view with us. Email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.